This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. A tiny education program on Cortez Island has been getting a lot of media attention lately. We were featured on the National Observer with our local journalism initiative reporter, Rochelle Baker. She did a fabulous piece on this program that got picked up then by the Vancouver Sun and then was picked up by some Vancouver radio stations and by the CBC. So as nearby as Cortez Currents and as now far away as the reach of CBC. Explained Amanda O'Fox Gillespie, one of the organizers of the Cortez Island Academy. So what are you doing that's getting so much attention? It's definitely not because we have a big or any marketing team. I think we're managing to garner attention on this project because two things. One, people are looking for hope right now. I think the world feels like a fairly dark and difficult place for a number of different people as we come out of COVID and face into the isolation and challenges that it has brought. And I think people are looking for hopeful news. And two, I think we've gotten so much attention because we've managed to have in this little program with 20 students, a huge impact through a small program and relatively small amount of private funding for something that's been an ongoing issue, which is what I would say is a rural people's education crisis in Canada, where for years and years, we've been showing that rural students underperform in absolutely every measure taken in education. So they drop out more, they test lower on every possible thing. And even when you control for everything else, background, finances, et cetera, they still underperform. Why? Because rural students are not being given really incredible choices in education. Cortez is an example of a place that by and large, has been forgotten when it comes to education and options for our students. To some extent, I'm going to call this a Cinderella story. I want to hear more about the golden slipper and the prince. (laughs) I love the idea that it's a Cinderella story. We've talked a little bit in the past about what happens in a community when there is nothing. So having no high school education and not having had it for a long time has meant not only that we see young people disappearing from the heart of our community, but we see their families disappearing and we see them disappearing at younger and younger ages to the point where we have one of the deputy fire chiefs of our volunteer fire department saying that they've lost more than half of their senior staff members because of needing to leave to find education for their students, for their families. So I think it's easy to imagine how individuals get lost in the story. If you don't have the connections and the resources, financial as well as social, emotional, cultural, et cetera, to be able to leave home and be able to move to a different community in order to put yourself through school or to have your whole family move so that you can go and find school, then you have students that basically get lost and drop out of a system. And even if they are able to go to a nearby community to find education, at what cost? I definitely know in my life, I wasn't ready to send my 14-year-old away from home 
to live on her own without me during those difficult years of teenagerness. And when I think about all the kids who've had to leave their home communities and cultures to do that, it feels really dark. Yet, like we can see with so many dark clouds, there is the silver lining, which is that not having anything meant that it was possible to come in and dream really outside of the box. I like this idea of the Cinderella slipper, right? Because this is not the solution that would be right for a big city where you can have a huge high school and lots of different options. And we were never going to have a big, huge closet full of options here. What we have instead is the Cortez Island Academy, which is just a really nice slipper that fits this community that is doing education in a way that is so unique to this place and the people who make up this place that people wanted to come from all over to be part of this thing. I definitely feel it's an amazing, amazing example right now of how small can be so actually big and beautiful, at least in our hearts, and the impact that it can have in the world. The Cortez Island Academy is a small semester-long program for high school students that's happening on a very small island of Cortez Island. We have approximately 20 students, a third of the students coming from Cortez and about two-thirds of the students coming from other places. Those other places include mostly small communities, little islands in and around this area from Salt Spring, Reed, and some even from that big island called Vancouver Island. We also have a couple students coming from as far away as Germany and Indonesia. The Cortez Island Academy this semester is made up of four different blocks. The first block is called Outdoor Education and Leadership. It involved kayaking, hiking, guiding, as well as quite a bit of plant identification and knowledge. So it was really getting to be super familiar with the environment. What was the flora and fauna that makes it up? How do you traverse it? Camping trips of multiple days, etc. Next block, which is what the students are in right now, is an ocean ecology and stewardship block. They're doing everything from learning from some amazing scientists from the Hakai Institute, as well as the Department of Fisheries and Oceans, really getting to hear about some of the cutting edge research being done in the Salish Sea from some world-renowned scientists, and also getting to go visit kelp-growing farms and aquaculture, finding out more sustainable ways that we're figuring out in this community how to have small businesses on ocean life. The next block after that is called Creative Tools for Truth-Telling. That's basically a podcasting block where the kids are going to learn both tools of journalism, but also a bit about the history and relevance of truth-telling as we know it. How did we develop these it's towards it? And they learn all these hard skills of how do you actually podcast? So how to use a mic, how to do sound editing, how to put together the arc of a story, how to do a good interview. Uh, we'll each produce their own podcast as part of that. And then after that, we've got real youth partnering on a block and the students will each learn and take part in every part of producing a film, three films, in fact. I want you to list accomplishments. What have you done? 
Wow. I think that's really a big question. I think from the beginning, the big thing is we've created a actual pilot year. Like we have a program where kids are going to earn three quarters of a year of high school credits in one semester or about five months. And it's happening. We're having real lived experiences with 20 students who are having those experiences and with all these facilitators. So that's big. We raised this community through the partnership with the Cortez Island Community Foundation, which has been the community voice and partner on this project to get the Cortez Island Academy Society launched and off the ground, has raised $200,000. That has come from everything from the neighbor who gave $50 just because they believed in this project. They don't have kids. They've never had kids on the island to things like the Department of Fisheries and Oceans, which gave a grant for $170,000 almost in order to increase ocean literacy and to really engage in a new way with what it means to have a literate rural community. Those are huge accomplishments. It's a huge accomplishment that School District 72, Campbell River, under the leadership of Dr. Jeremy Morrow, said, yes, let's try it. Uh, To me, that feels like a big thing. But because we've had this pilot and we've been able to raise this money and take this chance this year, now what we're seeing are these maybe tiny little accomplishments that feel like real miracles. We're seeing quite a few students who had left traditional schooling altogether. We're not in any system anywhere. Then quite a few more students who were homeschooling and had not been in much of a system, and certainly not in this district, all came into this district to be part of this program. We have a local facilitator who grew up on the island, has a graduate degree, started their own business, and now after working with students is like, I think I want to go back and be a teacher, not so I can sit in the classroom, but so I can do this kind of life-changing work with them. I think what we have are a bunch of individual students saying, my life is transformed. We have kids who had said that they weren't planning on graduating from high school because they didn't see it relevant in their life. Now saying that they want to go on and get even further higher education because they see the way that education actually is relevant to their lives. We have parents who've been writing into the program, to the facilitators and to the superintendent saying, my child after just six weeks is fundamentally transformed. I just think like this is a relative miracle to take students who have been falling through the cracks, these students that have been underperforming because of where they live, not because there's something wrong with who they are, but because we've not given them the right options. And suddenly we have created something that has brought them hope and re-engaged them with learning in the community, that feels like the biggest success, even though maybe it's so small. You've been listening to Amanda O'Fox-Gillespie explain why the Cortez Academy has been getting so much media attention. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye.